You are listening to the She Is a VIP podcast. This is a show created for women living with or caring for someone who is visually impaired. The She Is a VIP community is made up of women who believe that their VIP status stretches far beyond their visual impairment. We are a community who understand that we are very important people who hold a very important place in the world and that we have a very important purpose to fulfill. I'm Bambi French, and if you are ready to shine a light on your status as a VIP, download, subscribe, and join me each and every week for the encouragement and inspiration you need to help you step into all that you have been created to be. Hi, it's Bambi, and welcome to this episode of the podcast. Today I'm talking to Caroline Dawson about how we can all learn to live lives that are not determined by the limitations that we face, and how when we choose to focus on the vision and purpose that has been uniquely set out for us, we will start to see the positive impact for ourselves and those around us. Before we get into the episode, here's what you need to know about Caroline. Caroline is a pastor at Life Vineyard Church located in Newcastle in the northeast of England. She is married to Jeff, has three children, and she loves camping, clothes, and cappuccinos. Let's get into the episode. Hi, Caroline. Hi, Bambi. Really good to see you. Um, and welcome to the She is a VIP podcast. How are you doing? Um, I'm doing pretty well. It's day one of the school holidays. I've managed to. Um, work and be a parent today uh, with some help from other people so that's that's been so good you're yeah. winning you're I absolutely am. I, winning. I am winning i got all my oh. hours done at work so I'm, oh. I'm, I'm happy and i actually achieved something in those hours at work so absolutely brilliant. brilliant right so so for those of you who are listening and, and don't know caroline and i are actually like friends we, we are friends like yeah we've right. <laughs> been friends for a while so <laughs> I know Caroline and Caroline knows me, but for those of you who don't know Caroline and who she is, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, well, I've already told you my parents. I've got three children, I've got one teenager, um, an 11 year old, and an eight year old. I am married, I've been married for oh, 18 years last week. I- Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> I live in Newcastle. And I am a pastor at Life in Your Church, which means I do many, many things. Excellent. That's brilliant. Yes, there we go. We're, we're at the same church and we do a lot of work together in um, a particular ministry, which yeah. I'll get you to talk about as well. But we have we have done quite a lot of work with a lot of different women um, different in different events. And we've been to lots of events together. But. Do you want to just tell us about like what it is you do specifically in the church with with women? Um, well, it's been a bit of a long journey, so it's looked many different ways. But about ten years ago, before I was actually part of um, Life in Yard Church, I worked for a different church, and I've always had a, just a real love of. Um, since I became a Christian, I've always had a real love of teaching the Bible and mm -hmm. trying to get it and make it just really um, accessible and understandable because I really believe God has something powerful to say to absolutely everyone through it about all kinds mm -hmm. of things. So about 10 years ago, I just kind of came to a point in my life 
where I just knew I needed to make a change. I wasn't satisfied. Um, it's funny because the job I had at the time was actually extremely easy compared to the job I have now. It was relatively well paid, but there was just like something in me um, was just kind of stirred to want to do something more. And I wanted to kind of use this gift. I've always loved, like ever since I was really little, I've always like loved to perform. Um, I've always loved to talk, which mm -hmm. <laughs> is you'll know that to be true. Yes, um, <laughs> for me, this is like a slightly different angle because for me, it wasn't really um, about performing. It was something I felt like God wanted me to do. And I didn't even really have an understanding of what that thing was. I just knew that there was something for me and that that kind of chapter in that job needed um, to come to an end. So I took an absolutely massive risk, um, a big gamble you might say, but I believe it was what God wanted me to do. So I was trusting him. I as a Christian would call it like a step of faith where I really believe God wanted me to do it. So I went all in. Um, my husband and I um, basically lived on, instead of having two salaries, we lived on one for four years while I because I left my job while I kind of formulated what this what this thing was what it wanted to look like and it's been kind of a 10-year journey of really kind of trying this trying that um holding my gifts me changing personally um, in my character and growing and developing all kinds of struggles and discouragements and encouragements. So today <laughs> it's taken on so many different forms, but today um, the thing that I do for women specifically um, is still called the same name it was. It was called Beloved. It's from a verse in the Bible where it says the beloved of the Lord um, rests secure in him. Mm. And kind of the heart behind what I want to tell women is that they are fearfully and wonderfully made by God, that he has put treasure in each and every one of us mm -hmm. and that he's made us for a purpose, that he's designed us in his image, that he wants to have a relationship with us, that he's got mm -hmm. good things for us. And for us to kind of um, allow him to change us and transform us, to get rid of all that kind of stuff that holds us back and tells mm -hmm. us that we can't do things or we're too scared to do things, but to become the person that I believe God has made us to be. So for me, that's actually been a journey for me, becoming more the person God's made me to be by kind of stepping out and pushing through barriers and discouragement and all those kinds of things. So now it kind of looks like a yearly conference mm -hmm. and me making, doing various, um, recording various talks and, and things to put online and hopefully, um, next summer we're going to go to Moldova and kind of join up with some uh, yeah. women out there and kind of go and do some not entirely sure what yet but go and yeah. do some great things just to, um, to to bring some joy and support and, and encouragement and teaching to them so yeah excellent yeah so what your what your heart is for beloved and what your what it is you're you're trying to do for for women is very very similar if not the same yeah. with what she as a VIP is all about because um the whole the whole premise behind she is a VIP is that visually impaired women even though they have this 
difficulty, they have this disability that can frustrate, can at times hold them back and can make them feel less than, you know, the whole, the whole idea is that they come to an understanding that they are very important people, that they hold a very important place in the world and that they have a very important purpose to fulfill. So all of what you're saying around being fearfully and wonderfully made that, you know, you've been given a gift by, by God who we, that's what we believe, that's who we believe has given us, has planted these gifts in us. Some, some people listening may not, but every one of us has, has that gift, has a gift that has yeah. been given to us that we can use in spite of whatever difficulties we're facing and whatever, you know, um, however we feel that we are just not, not enough that we can use that to impact the lives of others. So how is it that you then go about encouraging, encouraging women to step out? Because it's really, I don't know whether it's just because we're, as women, we, we, some, we, lack, we can lack the confidence a lot of the time because we're either comparing ourselves with someone else or how, you know, how she, she does it better than I can or you know thinking that we that we just can't for whatever reason so a woman comes to you say for instance and says I I don't believe that I can have any impact or that I can you know be of any use or because of this that and the other and they might give you a long list of of reasons where is it that you start to help them move forward I think it's kind of understand that every single person has good things in there. That every single person, even if they don't recognize it, will have gifts, will have talents, will have part of their personality that if it is put in the right environment, mm-hmm. then they will grow and, um, and they will thrive. And so often we try and become someone that we're not. Mm. Maybe we try and let outside um, voices or pressures or expectations kind of shape who we are. That might be from our family, it might be from friends, it might be things that have been said to us at school, at work, mm. whatever it is. We might feel like we need to kind of fit a certain mold. And I think that really stifles our freedom. Yeah. And I think something that I really enjoy is I really um, enjoy uh, reflecting. I really Mm. enjoy um, making space for silence and I really enjoy psychology. Mm -hmm. So for me in my life, it's suppose what I would say to someone is what I've had to say to myself. So when I was a teenager, I didn't really think that I had um, any real gifts or talents to bring the world. I would look at um, Jeff, my husband, who was my boyfriend then, I'd look at him and I was like, oh, you're like really amazing at making things, you're really amazing at mm. art, you can mm. write songs, you're a really good singer. And I'm like, well, what, I'm like, well, what am I good at? Mm. Because what I'm good at is talking. But when you're in school, you're constantly told that you're not allowed to do that, you need to be quiet. Mm-hmm. And that it's like a really like almost seen as a negative thing. Yeah. And but it's who I am. Mm-hmm. So through that process of discovering like what brings me joy, what do I love, 
what gets me excited what would I just do for pleasure rather than feeling like I had to be paid for it yeah so that is looking at like who, who actually am I who actually mm-hmm. are you what what makes you tick inside and mm-hmm. I also love um I love personality types yeah I found them like really helpful for me mm-hmm. um I'm the entertainer as you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to be the one yeah I can't tell you all the exact letters for it but one of the things called the entertainer yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually found it really freeing because it helped me understand like mm-hmm. why I am the way I am mm-hmm. so maybe in a way like well why do I um feel so passionately about that kind of thing or yeah. why does that kind of thing upset me or why does that why does that excite me mm-hmm. so I would say to that person um if they had a faith if they were a Christian, that I would encourage them to really go to God ultimately and trust in what he says about them in scripture, about the fact he loves them, that he's created them, that he's made them for a purpose. Mm-hmm. And then I would say to them, and discover like who you are, mm-hmm. which would fit for anyone, like those things. What brings you joy? What excites you? If you t- stripped away all the pressures of like having to make money mm-hmm. or you decided that you did not genuinely didn't care what anyone thought about you, Mm-hmm. you didn't worry about what so-and-so was good at and you just got on with what yeah. brings you joy it's normally the thing that you're good at I was chatting to someone today and after listening to them and I asked them I said like what what do you love to do and they started to talk about community I said well what part of it, the community is it that you like and they said well I like helping people get this that and the other mm-hmm. and I said have you ever thought about the fact that you've just got a real gift there of helping people because I'm not like that don't get me wrong I like people but it doesn't excite me to go and pick someone's prescription up like I try and avoid it (laughs) but there's things that I'll do with joy like when I say to people I would happily stand up in front of 15,000 people and speak yeah what wouldn't bother me would bring me absolute delight Uh but I don't like cooking for like six people because it stresses me out but like other people like that's my favorite thing yeah that's yeah. what I'm made for I'm not made to do that and they're not mm-hmm. made to be me mm-hmm. and it, it's discovering the unique person that you've been made and think well how can I bring more of that into yeah. my life and sometimes mm-hmm. maybe taking a massive risk and stepping out and stopping what we're doing mm-hmm. so we can have more of that more space to kind of yeah think think and and work through through those things and yeah I'll kind of come back to what you've you said in in a minute but it's kind of a step before that then for if I put myself in in that in that position which I have been and I'm kind of still working through that but as someone with living with a disability I've I've kind of gone through life finding things difficult, finding, you know, certain things difficult, but finding ways to cope, finding ways to manage, all of those sorts of things and have in a sense, which sometimes I'm a little bit like, I don't know whether I'm a little bit ashamed of, but finding ways to kind of bury that, bury that need and bury that difficulty because everything just has to be okay. So the times when I'm feeling really frustrated about my level of eyesight and stuff I wouldn't necessarily 
let the world know that that is the case. Sometimes it will bubble over and, and it's just a mess. But <laughs> most of the time, I'll just be like, that's really frustrating. Or I'll try and ignore that or I'll, I'll, try, and, I'll try and move on. But I think a step even before or maybe even within that point at which you're finding out who you are, it's, it's actually recognizing and accepting that I'm, you know, I'm not a mistake. The, the level of vision or the, 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 the eye disease that I have isn't a mistake. That the, the, the one who created me knew that this was all going to play out in my life before I was even, you know, a twinkle. Do you know? Do you know? It's like, it, so it's, it's kind of in that whole finding out your identity, it's, it's, it's accepting all of yourself. It's embracing all of all of you, the bits that will frustrate, the bits that you might not like that much, the bits that, you know, you'd rather would stay hidden. It's actually saying, well, actually, yeah, this is me, visual impairment and all. How can I use it all and understanding it all to to help or to to impact the lives of, of others? And I think those then what you're talking about is finding out, finding the identity it fits into this uh, vision centered process that I've devised to, to help women look at, you know, this whole idea of what is this thing, creating this new, this, this vision that, you know, might be new, but may have always have always been there. So looking at the values what what values do they hold their identity yes who they are so that's all strengths finder strength-based assessments personality all of that sort of thing you know strengthening um key areas of their life you know physical mental spiritual financial all of those sorts of things learning how to implement those things you know aligning themselves orientating themselves to to this new way of 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 doing things which might well have bumps in the road and then how how we nurture that so what you're saying about how you help women move through um move through sort of finding out you know what it is that they've been created to do is is very similar to to the way in which i'm trying to help women with visual impairments see what is what is what is for them so just yeah so you've so you've helped someone find or you've led them to places where they can figure out who who they are their identity so what they like what they don't what they don't like what they're good at what they're not good at then what I think but before someone's going to act on something they need to they need to really believe it for themselves and really need to own it mm -hmm. and like one of my top, like on Strength Finder, one of my things is like motivator, yeah. activator. Mm -hmm. I find it really difficult when someone won't move into the things that I can see that, that they can do. I find that mm -hmm. really hard. Mm -hmm. One of the challenges I'm having to find in my life is that I can't fix people. Yeah. And that I can't do things for people that they have to own it and they have to want it to do, want to do it themselves. Mm -hmm. So part of the stuff that I would teach in Beloved is be looking at all the different things that I think hold many people back. Yeah. So fear, 
insecurity, doubt, lies that we believe about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, for me as a pastor, I would point people to Jesus. Yeah, I would point them to Jesus and say, well, who does Jesus say you are? Mm-hmm. And what would he say about the things that are holding you back from stepping into? Because when someone doesn't do something, there's always a reason, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. It's either absolutely. too scary, too costly, or maybe it's just something they believe about themselves or they think other people think about them, mm-hmm. which most of the time isn't true. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is kind of holding them back. So yeah. I would say, I would encourage people to think, what are the things that I'm good at? What are the things I really want to do? And what are the things that I'm battling that are stopping me doing those things? And how can I push past that? Yeah. And for me, as a Christian, I would point people to scripture. Mm. And if you're not a Christian, I'd say, well, what do other people say that you're good at? Can mm. they see that in you? And what maybe what's one little step that you could take? Yeah. For me, like, it's when I say, oh, I gave my job up, like, it's, it's pretty dramatic. Like I, like, I don't do things by halves. I'm kind of like, I'm kind of all or nothing. Um, yeah. I don't look about Bambi. But no, no. <laughs> seriously, seriously. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that unless I absolutely knew that I had no other option. Like, believe me, if there had been an easier option, I 100% would have taken the easier option. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just knew that that is what I had to do yeah. and I knew if I didn't do that I would live the rest of my life until I did something totally frustrated and totally mm-hmm. held back and the thing that was stopping me was very simple the thing that was stopping me was money mm-hmm. and, and that stops a lot of people and That's- I'll not lie I've never been so skint in my life yeah <laughs> however however I saw God do amazing things during mm. those four years mm-hmm. so when we had no money and we needed to to, to pay for something I literally mm. literally prayed and we had money put through the em- in an envelope put through the letterbox mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. had I not stepped into that I wouldn't have seen I wouldn't have seen those things yeah but in the general day-to-day I think mm-hmm. it's those little steps yeah. where am I going and what is the step that I can do this week mm-hmm. and tell someone about that and kind of be accountable to it yeah because you can have we can have every dream in the world to want to do stuff. Like, I, like, like, I come up with about 15 different things a week that I would like to do. I kind yeah. of have this imaginary person in my head and I think, oh, I'd love to do that for them and I'd love to do that. Yeah. And I even know in the process of thinking it, I'm never going to do that. Even mm-hmm. though I like it, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. But when it becomes an absolute priority for me, mm-hmm. when I take the time to kind of slow down, to be silent, to reevaluate, mm-hmm. I think, where am I really going? those things are nice those things are good ideas but it's not the main thing it's not the yeah. main thing that they're just a distraction mm-hmm. and what are the little steps that I'm going to take to make progress yeah to get where I feel like I'm meant I'm meant to go so yeah I think it's it's the little steps and it's thinking yeah. what's my barriers and how can I break through a barrier mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. that is yeah and sometimes those those steps are like even less than little they're like half ones <laughs> they're half ones especially when you've got such a really a really good excuse like well I just I can't see so yeah. why would I yeah. you yeah. know why 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 would I even do do that so it is yeah it is like just that they are they are almost like they're almost like half steps but you can it's it's just understanding that imperative the getting getting people getting us all to believe that we um 
that we have some have something in us to give more than something because that makes it sound actually really small but actually even if you only you know impact the nearest five people around you or just your family you know it's it's a it's a big thing mm -hmm. it's a big thing you know we're not talking about you know everybody um speaking to millions of people or you know filling arenas whatever whatever seems seems big you know having a million followers on instagram or, or whatever but it's about you stepping out and doing the thing that you know you need to do and that's all that all comes out when you get a really clear vision about what it is you're supposed to be you're supposed to be doing we place so much so much emphasis on what we see we we can see physically so if we can't see the money or we can't see the way you know that that something's going to happen we don't know every single step then we're we're just we're not we're not going to do we're not going to do it you know um i remember when i was diagnosed when i was 15 and just not being able to see past the diagnosis of well blindness is in your future by the time you're 30 do you know I, I remember just not being able to see much past that because the things that I thought I'm going to do this I'm going to do that I'm going to be able to drive a car I'm going to go off and have this career and do that all of a sudden felt like they weren't ever going to be a, be a reality for, for me and I am thankful that I didn't you know sort of kind of spiral into it was it, it was difficult it was really really difficult I'm not going to say that it wasn't but I didn't spiral into this whole kind of I can't and therefore I'm not I'm not going to and it has been a constant journey of taking that step after step after step and you might take a step and then go five back <laughs> and then go forward again um, and yeah just learning and embracing understanding recognizing all of those things while building a resilience that is going to propel you move move you forward but not only you you're going to then take take others others with you i think on the whole thing of taking others with you i think mm -hmm. something that i really value in other people and something that i always try and do myself is to kind of lead out of weakness yeah and lead out of vulnerability mm -hmm. so when I speak, I'm, I'm always very happy to kind of talk about how my struggle are getting to that point or the struggle I still have in that. And I love it when people are really honest because I think when people are honest, we, because we feel like we can relate to them more. Yeah. Because, yeah. because I don't have a physical disability. Mm -hmm. But I think everyone has a weak, everyone has weakness. What a limitation, yeah. Everyone, has, everyone has, everyone has limitations. Yeah. There's not a single person who doesn't have a limitation. Mm -hmm. But in a way, I think those limitations are good for us because they keep us grounded and they keep mm -hmm. us humble, um, stop us being arrogant. I think it's when we can't admit our limitations and mm. push ourselves beyond what we're ever meant to be or do because we feel like we need to achieve something. And it's knowing yeah. that I'm of value mm -hmm. no matter what. I don't, mm -hmm. need to, I don't need to earn my value. Like I believe I'm of value to God. 
no matter yeah. what I don't need to earn is a I don't need to earn his approval mm-hmm. um, and I think just being just being honest and being real rather than kind of pretending always that we've that we've got it all together yeah because no one no one has it all together absolutely not and it's exhausting trying to do that <laughs> I, I, I mean, I wouldn't know because I don't even pretend sometimes. <laughs> you just, you sometimes just I worry I paint a really bad picture of myself. <laughs> well, I have. I think I have tried. I've tried on many occasions to just say, it's absolutely fine. I can do this. There's no no problem here. Move along, move along. Nothing to see, nothing to see. And then it's just like, actually, that's really hard. And I just need to ask for some help. Yeah. <laughs> just need to ask some, for someone to help me do this thing because it's beyond me yeah. <laughs> and it's beyond all that I can do like I'm I'm really stubborn if I if I travel on public transport I won't I won't ask I won't like I think I'll know where the bus is going <laughs> but and, and I'll just think I can do it I'll do it I can do it myself I don't need anyone to help me so I won't even like you know simple thing would be to double check with the driver are you actually going to such and such a place yeah I'll often not do that. I'll just get on the bus and just see where I end up. <laughs> and often I've ended up in the opposite direction to where I should be, <laughs> where I should oh. be going because I just wouldn't, I wouldn't ask. I, I, I wouldn't find ask. public transport nervous enough, like stressful <laughs> enough and I can see where I'm going. It's, it's just, I've, I mean, I've waited for a train from London on the wrong platform before I'm to get the National Express, so. <laughs> but it does, it does like, you know, you, you do want to, you do want to appear that, You've you've got it all under yeah. under control, you know. With like you say, actually, we 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 talk about ourselves. We in the VIP community as our visual impairment and our disability. But sometimes, I don't know. Maybe sometimes, or maybe it's just me. Others listening, maybe. But we forget that others have limitations too. We just don't don't see them. Mm-hmm. You know, my my I mean, my disability is pretty hidden. If you don't know me you wouldn't know unless yeah. I told you um you know I don't have a cane or a dog or anything like that but so many of us if not all of us are walking around with these with these limits that are that are on our lives that are in in us that we can choose to allow you know we can we can choose to allow them to to stop us from doing what we need to do or we can just feel the fear and do it anyway yeah you know yeah it's it is it is that that simple and you might look at 20 30 40 other people who are doing what you think you it you believe that it is you're supposed to be doing but it doesn't mean you shouldn't do it as well and also it's like they whatever whatever it is they're doing i liked what you said before that we we can look at things and think they're small but, but nothing small. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes people say, well, I, I'm, I'm just a mother or I'm, I'm just this. No, one, no one's just a mother. It's like the greatest investment you'll ever make in no. anyone else's life. Yeah. Or I'm, I'm just this or I'm, or I'm just that. You're not, mm. you're not just anything because mm. you bring value to the mm-hmm. people who you are just that, just that thing for. Exactly. Um, yeah. Lost my train of thought. I was going to say something else as well, but it's past my guy for now. But yeah, yeah. So how how do we then, seeing as we're all the same, 
<laughs> we're all the same visually impaired not visually impaired but we can all be vision impaired I suppose how do we then start to build that resilience and that confidence you've talked about you know taking the step forward what are the practical things that we then need to to do what do we need to do to to, to help this thing grow to help ourselves develop I think part of it is clarifying what is it what, what what is what is that thing for you and for someone it might be something really simple and really straightforward that they can arrive at next month mm-hmm. might just be something they've been avoiding doing that they know they need to get done so it might just be something really straightforward um not everyone has like a massive dream yeah and that's fine we're not all made to have a massive dream because we all had a massive dream then there would be no one to help make that dream happen because yeah. it doesn't matter what your dream is you can't do everything mm-hmm. so I've got like I've got a dream to do all kinds of like things all around the world but I can't do IT <laughs> I'm a <laughs> just about turn zoom on I can't, I can't, I can't do I can't design anything yeah. I, can, I can in my head I can see what it wants to look like and I can tell them <laughs> I want to look like this 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 and this but someone else has got to make it happen for me yeah so we all need to depend on other people yeah so I think part of it is thinking what is it what is the thing that I actually want to do mm-hmm. not being afraid to ask other people for their help working out what you're actually good at and what you're just genuinely never going to be good at like mm-hmm. there's things we can push through and there's things we can get better at but I'll not lie like I am never ever going to be good like with IT or, yeah. or like or just something ridiculous generally if it involves an yeah. electrical switch or a battery i'm not going to be good at it i'm just not practically minded at all yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like what what who who can i get on who can help me with mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. and i think it's thinking that and accepting that if we're ever going to do anything let's say it's something really big that we're never going to get there immediately. Sometimes people do, but yeah. often they fall very quick because it's in the process of getting there mm-hmm. that you kind of grow roots and you build foundations. Yeah. And you appreciate kind of the journey and the process. Mm-hmm. And I think um, there's lots to be learned in the journey. Absolutely. And, it's, and you, you kind of get to a point it's not that you get to the end because none of us ever reach the end until we're gone yeah but it's you 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 can then reflect you can then look back and see oh yeah that happened for that reason and I learned that because of that and you know and you start to you start to join join the dots and I like what you're saying about you know finding the people who can help you and understanding that you can't do it by yourself you know me stubborn 15 year old being told your eyesight's getting worse you will not be able to do this this and this and then not really understanding the importance of yeah you know I had I was still at home I had parents I had teachers all of that kind of thing but not really understanding the importance of building that community around me however big however small who really understood my needs and understood what I needed them to do to to help me 
you know, in the same way that you you have big dreams that you want to do things, you know, you need an IT person, you know, you need a graphic designer, you know, you need this, these these people are around you. And it's in the same way for us, I suppose. I wonder whether those of us with a disability, we probably fall into two main camps of being very, very sort of independent and wanting to do. And then others who really need, you know, or, you know, will need a lot of support. And it's finding the balance in between, in, in the middle of all of that, isn't it? And saying the importance of community, the importance of building a strong team. Yeah. You know, which may change and evolve over time and over the years that you that you have, but having those that that key key group around you that will tell you what you need to hear <laughs> in both sense of the both sense of the word, you know, encourage you and challenge at, at the same time is, is really important. I think it's having it's having good people in your life, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like having good friends. Everyone mm-hmm. everyone needs everyone needs good friends everyone needs someone to share with everyone needs someone to say I feel really like just chucking the towel in on this thing yeah um yeah and for me like my ultimate question is almost is always like why am I doing this Mm. why am I doing this and Mm. for me as as a Christian I ask myself the question, like, is this the thing God wants me to be doing? Mm-hmm. And if it is, then I carry on with it. And if it's yeah. not, then I just put it aside. Mm-hmm. And then it's just that constant determination that if it's the thing I'm meant to do, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to carry on doing it. Even if no one comes to me and says, oh, well, that was really great. Yeah. People just kind of ignore it or don't know how much blood sweat and tears you've put into this oh, I'm, I'm feeling that I'm feeling that at the moment so I know yeah I know exactly what you're talking about when you feel like no one no one sees me no one can see me no one can hear me no one's listening yeah, yeah. but you just keep moving forward anyway yeah yeah, yeah. I understand that yeah absolutely yeah. there's a phrase um without what does it say no grit no pearl <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh, yeah like I, I don't believe that anyone has constant encouragement no. like no one can live no. in the real world so yeah yeah exactly <laughs> I loved it I loved it in the um in the uh Euro final last week and I loved mm-hmm. watching Jordan Pickford when he got to the penalties and he was just like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was yeah it was like little dancers <laughs> just like little this little yeah. self chat. <laughs> yes. To be fair, he did very well. Exactly. So when no yeah. one else is kind of no one else is encouraging, it's like, mm-hmm. you know what? I'll just encourage myself. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And start by saying, yes, I am enough. That yeah. I've been made. But yeah, I've been given enough to do what it, what it is I need to do. And yeah, there's no just about it. If you're raising babies. You know, if you're looking after babies and you are up night after night and you are just knee deep in nappies and milk and all the things, that's that's what you need to. That's what you're doing. And there's no just. There isn't any just about it. Whether you're there, whether you're in corporate, whether you're, I don't know, name a number of different places that you can be. 
it's it's doing the thing that's in front of you and and doing it to the best of your ability yeah. with with everything that you have yeah it's it's interesting when as i talk to different people around this subject you know yes the the, the focus is visually impaired women but it's like you, you almost don't need that differentiation mm-hmm. we all <laughs> we all deal with the same the same difficulties we all have the same same needs in a way they might look different but actually when you dig when you dig deeper Everyone's our needs are others yeah everybody everyone's is vulnerable. yeah everyone's got needs it just, mm-hmm. just depends how honest and real they'll be and I think yeah. the thing with I think the thing with vision as well like as in vision of wanting to do something mm-hmm. often I will see things but I won't see them with my eyes. If yeah. I just look at my eyes, I'm probably looking at not very much. Yeah. But if I'm looking with my eyes of vision, mm. I can see things that are not yet. Well, that's mm-hmm. the thing that I'm. That's the thing that I'm working. Absolutely. Towards. Absolutely. Yeah. And and we, every one of us needs to, needs to do that because if we did just, oh, can you imagine what what it would be like if we just relied on what we could see. Yeah. see with our eyes <laughs> no matter how much you can see it would just be we actually yeah we wouldn't I don't think we'd be very happy no <laughs> with what whatever's going on you know I think I listen to the news more than I more than I watch it for obvious reasons but I watched the news tonight and I was just like why why do I watch this <laughs> watch it to know what's going on but it's like you have to know that there's something deeper and there's something greater yeah. in order to be able to to take this yeah to take this stuff on you know so it is it is vision 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 is is the way is the way we all need to kind of start to look at things you know that there there is there is hope that there is light at the end of the tunnel I've got a um, picture on just in front of my sink and it's of uh, last summer when we went camping and someone made me it for Christmas, printed it off for me and it's a little verse from the Bible that says I pitched my tent in the land of hope mm-hmm. and I just sometimes I keep I keep looking at that if I'm having a day I'm like standing at yeah. the sink and you know yeah. you're in the middle. Now Caroline you know I don't I don't camp. And I know you don't camp, Bambi. I, so know, I, I, know, I know it's not your happy place. And you're no, so, no, I pitched my hotel. That, yeah, exactly. I pitched my luxury hotel that that in the land of hope. Translation, I don't... <laughs> you, you don't like that one. I don't like that. But if I'm standing there and I'm just like <laughs> waiting for like the ping to come, right? I mean, we're in the summer holidays now, but I've basically spent the last two weeks of my life waiting for an email to tell me that people are self-isolating. And kind of like standing in the middle of that and just thinking, yeah. like, who's next? And I'll yeah. stand and I'll look at that picture and I'll think, no, no. I can spend my days being miserable, mm-hmm. waiting mm-hmm. for like, waiting for bad stuff. Mm-hmm. Or I can have a hopeful expectation. Yeah. And I can yeah. pitch my tent in the land of hope. And for me, I pitch like my hopes in God, my hopes in, yeah. you know, in him and what he brings mm-hmm. me. But mm-hmm. there are so many things in life to be hopeful for. And there yeah. are so many wonderful people in the world and mm-hmm. so many great things and so many things we can enjoy mm-hmm. and yeah 
and it's not just a it's not just a we we you know we hear this stuff all that we hear this all the time i say this stuff you know we as women of faith we we believe that we believe that that's what god has you know given us is that is that hope in him you know and for people who aren't of faith you know they'll hear motivational speeches motivational quotes all all, all the things but it does go deeper than that so you know it goes much deeper than you know just having or just hearing hearing those quotes and saying oh yeah there's hope or we know I can have a positive attitude today about whatever's going on the the feelings that we feel the feelings of discouragement or disillusionment that we feel are not ones that we need to hide or that we need to deny um but but it's just understanding that the hope goes deeper than even that yeah or, or making sure that our hope and our belief that you know things can be better that we can do better goes way deeper than than the discouragement that we feel feel those things I was, I was talking to to someone just the other day about this you know feel those things that's fine but don't don't camp there yeah. <laughs> so yeah. pick up your tent and move yeah. somewhere move it move, move it tent. yeah sometimes it's good as well like I was just writing today and I was thinking about um the power of stopping and mm stopping and um reflecting and stopping and refueling mm -hmm. and stopping and redirecting mm -hmm. and if we just kind of carry on carry on carry on carry on and we never ever stop and we never mm -hmm. kind of like reflect on like what's going on in me mm -hmm. what's going on in me am, am i am i actually hopeful am i actually like am i just kind of am i kind of like drifting about in my life or is there loads of things that i'm dissatisfied but i'm not kind of acting mm -hmm. actually actively change any of those things i'm just kind of mm -hmm. like camping in it mm -hmm. or i'm actually going to take the time to stop and think well well this is what it looks like but this is what i want it to look like and this is what i'm gonna have to do to get to get to that point yeah yeah hmm. and stopping is is such a powerful thing and if you don't i think if you don't choose to stop mm -hmm. something will stop you <laughs> you will be you will either choose to stop and choose to recognize <laughs> that actually you need to stop and reflect or something will will make you stop yeah and you've normally gone too far by that point and there's exactly. nothing you don't have to fix exactly so, so for me the wisdom is to the wisdom is to, to make the space to make yeah. the space to stop yeah yeah and that places when we stop yeah just kind of yeah and that is a regular thing exactly and regu and regularly doing that i'm i've i'm having to learn to get better at doing that because you know my type my personality type and my is that of wanting to make sure that everything is okay yeah. so my top strength is like restorative so i want to fix oh i just want to fix problems all the time <laughs> fix other people's problems and fix people because there's problems everywhere so that's what i need to be doing <laughs> all the time but you can't you, you what's that what's that saying you can't pour from an empty cup yeah and i think i've got so so empty i mean in my in my work as in, in special needs I mean you know that I mean just just being an ordinary classroom teacher is stressful enough but when you've got you know children and families who are going through 
quite major changes and quite significant difficulties with their children and their disabilities and all of the things that come with that, you, you, you do get to a point where it is completely, like it can completely drain you of, of any kind of, well, I don't, what, what's the word? Any kind of desire to help them basically <laughs> anymore because so tired. nothing left. Just like, you hear the, I hear the phone ring one more time. I'm just like, well, I think I might just leave it and let it go. I know, <laughs> I know when I've had enough, when the phone rings and I look at it, Mm-hmm. I can bear to answer it yeah but when I get to that point I'm like mm-hmm. I just need some alone time exactly or my worst is if I get to a certain day and I, I literally don't want to speak I don't even mm-hmm. want to go to the shop because I don't mm-hmm. want to communicate to the other person yeah. on the other side of the counter <laughs> yeah. that's but that's when I know I've kind of like reached my absolute end of myself mm-hmm. I'm like now I just need to look after myself because I've got nothing else to give yeah yeah and I it's, think it... lots of people don't look after themselves and I think yeah we have to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then on top of that you can you, you can then very easily say well because I can't because I can't see <laughs> so I'll just stop because yeah. it's too hard when actually you you stopping and reflecting will show you actually that you have been moving in your gift yeah. that you have been you know doing the thing that you have been created to to do and if you haven't then yeah you might need to course correct and do something you know do something slightly different but you'll be you'll be able to see a lot of the good even if you have to move on and do something else and yeah I think I started not to see the positives in (laughs) because I wasn't because I wasn't stopping I wasn't taking I wasn't taking the time so yeah, really important to rest and to to just fill fill up again. Mm-hmm. And it's not it's not like a it's not a selfish thing to do either. I think a lot of people think, oh, it's just, if I just take time for myself, well, why would I do that when I've got the thing kids? Is, to- though, if you don't take time for yourself, then everyone mm-hmm. just gets the absolute worst version of you. Yeah. And who would they like more? Exactly. And even if it's only half an hour. Mm. It's better to have half an hour than to have nothing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I hope <laughs> people have been inspired by the conversation that I have. I hope so. Reminding, <laughs> reminding me of things that <laughs> if no one else is listening, it's worked for me. So there you go. It's absolutely fine. Yeah, no, it's reminding me, reminding me of things that that yeah, that I need to kind of be doing and remember that you know can live a life that is that is beyond that goes beyond my limitation you know the limitations are there sometimes we can get rid of them other times we have to we just have to walk alongside them them. we live with them we live with them walk alongside them we get on the wrong bus sometimes and we we just have to start the journey again (laughs) but it's absolutely fine absolutely fine so because you've been on the podcast today you are now an honorary vip i hope you're really i hope you're really like you know if i get a badge well i haven't made any badges yet but when as soon as i make a badge or a t-shirt you can have one (laughs) Oh, like a no. yeah, just yeah. 
I'll yeah. You'll have a badge. Okay. Okay. I think you have to make like a hundred badges at once though. So I'm going <laughs> to end up with all these badges just because you want one. <laughs> we'll work it out. We'll work out something. So as um, VIPs, we yeah. understand that we are very important people who hold a very important place in the world and that we have a very important purpose to fulfill. So can you tell me how you know that you are a very important person? Firstly, because if I wasn't here, I'd be missed. <laughs> you are. <laughs> you absolutely would. <laughs> I, don't know how, I don't know how we'd know, know if you were. Oh, now no. If you weren't here, like as of from tomorrow, <laughs> you'd be missed. Yeah, you really would. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I'd miss you. I'd miss my dance partner because for those of you who don't know both Caroline's husband and my husband they don't dance no. they will not dance at parties so it's me and Caroline like, all the time. let's be honest aren't we we're good <laughs> we, we, we are good <laughs> that's yeah that's a different that's a different recording <laughs> my dancing yeah Yes, if you weren't here, you would be missed. Yes. So what is the very important place that you hold or places that you hold right now? I'm sorry, I'll be honest, I don't understand the question. Oh, so what so the so as a VIP, we we have a very we or we hold a very important place in the world. So my important place might be or is, you know, that I'm a mum, that I'm a wife. Okay. That I, yeah I got you mm -hmm. so what's my important place in the world yeah um I think probably I'm ultimately of importance to my family mm -hmm. to my husband and to my children uh, my friends mm -hmm. hopefully my church how <laughs> <laughs> do you say hopefully hopefully have <laughs> <laughs> you just had a review <laughs> Most definitely to the church. Most definitely. Oh, thanks. thanks. Okay. And what is the very important purpose that you fulfill? That's like a massive question. <laughs> but I suppose right now, because it might change, but what is the very, very important purpose you fulfill? I think ultimately my purpose is to share with people that God loves them. And that's mm -hmm. what I try and weave into to every part of, of who I am and my conversations and my hopefully in my actions my words I want to be an expression of, of God's love to my children my family my church my my community my community my, yeah that's amazing thanks you did and you didn't know I was going to ask those questions so you I don't know you're going to ask any of these questions so <laughs> <laughs> Which I like to talk, Bambi. Is, yeah, well, I've said to be worth listening to. I figured, uh, I, you know, I figured that, that you know this is how we normally like just just have a good chat. And we're just like we're just letting people in on our on our normal on our normal conversations, I suppose. Yeah, but thank you very much for joining me on the podcast today, and yeah, I'm sure we'll we'll talk again, maybe about something slightly different, but I'm sure we'll. That would be lovely. Something again. All right. Thanks, Caroline. Thanks, Bambi. Thank you.
My thanks to Caroline for taking the time to share her wisdom and inspiration with us today. Here are the very important points to take away from today's episode. Number one, you have been fearfully and wonderfully made by God and there is treasure in you. Number two, understand that you have gifts and talents in you, even if you don't yet recognise them. Number three, trying to fit into a certain mould or way of doing things will stifle your freedom. Number four, discover and learn more about the things that bring you joy and what excites you. Number five, sometimes we have to stop what we are doing so that we can make space for discovery. Number six, you are not a mistake. Work out how you can use every part of who you are to make an impact. Number seven, accept, believe and own who you are. Number eight, recognise what your limiting beliefs are and learn how you can push past them. Number nine, take one step, even half a step at a time towards the change you want to see. Number 10, you can lead out of your weakness and vulnerability. Number 11, you are not just anything. Number 12, it's in the process of getting to see your vision that you grow roots and build the foundations that will sustain you. Number 13, when no one else is encouraging you, encourage yourself. I hope you have enjoyed this episode of the She is a VIP podcast. Remember to download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so that you are notified when new episodes are available. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with someone and it would be great if you could leave a review as this would help others find the show. Make sure you use the links below and follow on Instagram and Facebook. Until the next episode, remember that you are a very important person who holds a very important place in the world and that you have a very important purpose to fulfill.